You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Darwin Zook. Thanks for tuning in to MLB Extras podcast, Astros edition. Pleased to be joined by Astros reporter Brian McTaggart. Ryan, we appreciate the time, and let's start off. It's hard to say it's a disappointing year when you lose in the ALCS, but when you win the World Series the previous season, it's a little bit of a letdown when you come up short uh, in the ALCS, the Red Sox losing the final four games of that series. Brian, let's start right there. Were you surprised at all with how the season ended with the Astros falling in four in a row uh, to the Red Sox? Yeah, I mean, I, I certainly thought after they, they dominated the Indians in the, the ALDS and they won game one in, in Fenway, I was like, um, I mean, I thought the Astros would win the series. If not, it would be a long series. And then, you know, in game two, they led four to two. And uh, I was like, wow, they could come back to Houston with a 2-0 lead. And, you know, things changed really, really quickly. Jackie Brown Jr. with the three-run double off the, the monster. And it was, it, was kind of a, it was kind of all bad news for the Astros from there. So, you know, Red Sox won 108 games for a reason. You know, the Astros were right there with them with 103 wins. But ultimately, they, they just could not keep up. The pitching staff could not keep up that lineup, um, especially the bottom of the lineup. Astros could not contain it. They, they really couldn't match up very well against it. And, and yeah, a season that, uh, you know, went from looking was, – was really good to, you know, a lot of people were, were saying the Astros were going to go ahead and, and maybe not lose another game in the playoffs. And then a few days later, they're out. So it was kind of an abrupt end. But uh, it, show, it goes to show how hard it is to repeat in this league. I mean, no one's done it now in, in what, 20 years pretty much. So, you know, the Astros had a shot, but, uh, you know, they're going to have to come back next year and regroup. No question. And next season they should have um, pretty much the same team coming back. I mean, certainly some question marks, which, which we'll get to shortly. But GM Jeff Lunau addressed how the season ended and how are things looking going into next year? We have a championship caliber roster already in place. Uh, does that mean we don't have work to do this offseason? Absolutely not. We've got to fill out some, some spots that we know are open. Uh, but the goal, like AJ said, the goal remains the same. We were able to make the playoffs three out of the last four years. Uh, two last two years in a row, we made the championship series. But our goal is to win another championship. And we absolutely have the core to do it. We have the farm system to do it. And we've got the resources and the support from Jim to go out and make whatever deals we need to make to Uh, round out the roster and going into next season as we look at it Brian there are some question marks in terms of free agents like Dallas Keuchel Charlie Morton where do things stand with those guys you think moving into next season and uh, what moves the Astros could make to maybe uh, bolster their lineup or rotation yeah I mean I I think they do have you know they have the whole core of the team coming back I mean they're the their main players they do have some big free agents like you said and, and the pitching staff especially with uh Keuchel and Morton. Um, and, uh, you know, I think right now it's, it's hard to say, you know, you know where, which way these guys are going to go. Charlie Morton might retire. I do think if Charlie Morton decides to keep pitching, I think he'll be an Astro and that'll be a nice pickup. I mean, that was a guy who's, you know, had maybe the two best seasons of his career the last two years while in Houston. Yeah, he's battled some injury problems, but still an arm you, you want in that rotation. Keuchel would not surprise me if he leaves. Just because he's a free agent for the first time at 30 years old, I, I think he's going to, you know, a left-hander, he's going to command a lot of money on the, on the open market. And I just don't think the Astros need to make that kind of commitment when they have Verlander and Cole at the top of the rotation. 
and they have you know other options they can bring in uh, cheaper options and, and pretty good options they can bring into the rotation as well. So um, other free agents, you know, Marwin Gonzalez is a huge one. He's been a big part of this team from uh, you know the whole rebuild process. He was the first player Jeff Luno acquired when he took over, and uh, he can play everywhere. Switch hitter. We've seen him hit big hits in the World Series and in the playoffs this year. He's a free agent, and what do you do with him? I think uh, he would be really tough to replace if they lose him. Um, and then some of the other guys, Gaddis and, and Tony Sip, you know, I certainly don't expect to be back. But it'll be interesting to see as far as the starting rotation, what they do. But it, I think it all comes down to whether Charlie Morton wants to pitch again. If he does, he's in your rotation for next year. There's so much leadership on this Astros team, both in the rotation, the lineup, just overall as a unit, uh, and no one bigger than Jose Altuve. and that was seen both, you know, how he conducts himself on the field and how injuries he had to play through, even last season, uh, playing through that knee injury. And now he just had the surgery on his knee, clearly hobbled in the postseason, but gutted it out. Um, what did that mean to the organization, his teammates, and will he be ready for spring training, ready to roll next season after the surgery? Yeah, well, it was pretty incredible what he battled through, not only in the playoffs, but he originally injured that knee in, in late July in Colorado, uh, went on the DL for the first time in his career. And that's really the only reason he did not get 200 hits again as he was on the DL. And, it, you know, he battled it. He battled it in September um, into the playoffs, and then he, you know, aggravated it in the series against Boston. Turns out to be, I guess the best way I can put it, is a, a broken kneecap. And to be playing through that kind of play, pain, I mean, his – it just goes to show you what Altuve is all about. And um, it was clear he was in a lot of pain. It was clear that, you know, if this was the regular season and not the playoffs, he would not have been playing. And the fact that the day after the season he has surgery um, just goes to show you, you know, how much this was affecting him. And he still goes out there on one leg and, um, you know, tries to will the Astros to, to a victory over the Red Sox. You know, he hit the, the home run, the would-be home run that was called back for fan interference, and he's doing that on one leg. But, I do remember after they lost to game five to the Red Sox, you know, and all the players are at their locker. It's sort of a, a somber mood in there for the Astros. And um, A.J. Hinch comes into the clubhouse, which is, you know, pretty rare while the media is in there anyway, and says something to Jose. And I just know he's got the utmost respect for him in the world for battling through what he battled through. And I know his teammates are the same way. Uh, the teammates, the Astros, they love Jose Altuve. He plays hard. He cares. He wants to win. He wants to get better. Um, it's it's not fake. Everything everything you see on the field, Jose Altuve, how hard he's playing. That he, I guarantee you, it is killing him this offseason or right now that they're not in the World Series. So um, I certainly expect he'll be ready for spring training, and I certainly expect next year Jose Altuve is going to get 200 hits and contend for a batting title and have the Astros back in the uh, playoff picture. No question about it. Brian McTaggart joining us, Astros reporter, and Altuve, as you said, quite a leader. Uh, for this team with how he conducts himself as we go into the offseason obviously as we said the Astros are a team that made it to the ALCS and have the talent to go back to the World Series again next year but if you had to look at a specific area or two that needs some shoring up uh, could it be the bullpen moving forward could you see any other additional moves the Astros making maybe shore things up there yeah, I think it's pitching and catching. I mean, you look around their offense, you know, their entire infield is back. Um, outfield, they have Springer and Reddick back. And, you know, they still have candidates for that third outfield spot with uh, Tony Kemp and Kyle Tucker is going to be back up again, pushing for that. It, uh, it wouldn't surprise me if they brought in a veteran to kind of help shore that up a little bit. 
Um, their entire bullpen will be back pretty much, except for Tony Sipp. So they certainly could use a, a left-handed option or two in that bullpen. I mean, they could have used that. They could have used a couple more lefties in the, in the playoffs against the Red Sox as well. But for the most part, they're set in the bullpen with what they have. So you look at the starting rotation. If you lose Keiko, if you lose Charlie Morton, you might also lose Lance McCullers Jr., another guy who could be having surgery this offseason. And his status for next year could be up in the air. So um, that's going to be an area of emphasis for them, I think, is, is adding, you know, starting pitching. Like I said, they have Verlander and Cole, one, two, good place to start. You would like to add maybe uh, another proven arm in there. Um, and catching, I think, is the real area of concern. Brian McCann is a free agent. He has an option uh, for $15 million. The Astros are not going to pick up that option. So, he, you know, he, if he comes back, it's going to have to be on the cheap. Martin Maldonado, who they got at the trade deadline, is a free agent. Are they going to bring him back? You know, he's 31. You know, he, he's going to command a little bit of money on the market with his tools. They, you know, they have Max Stassi, who didn't play in the playoffs. They really don't have a, a lot of catching, catching depth on the upper levels of the minor league. So would not surprise me at all if they go out and get a catcher or two. I, I think that's really a priority right now for this team. So uh, to sum it up, I think it's pitching and catching and maybe adding another bat that can play the outfield. But their, their core is pretty set as far as position players and their lineup. And, Brian, as we wrap up here, you mentioned that core and so much is homegrown talent that they developed through the organization and now have gotten to this elite level where they're contending for championships year in and year out. So some teams and fans might roll their eyes at this next and final question for you, but is there even more young talent within the Astros organization that could be coming up and contributing um, in the near future going into next season that were maybe at the minor league level or playing in the Arizona Fall League that could then uh, make an impact next year. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, you know, they've had one of the top farm systems in baseball for a while, and, you know, it, it's uh, it's probably more middle of the pack now, but still a very good farm system. I mean, they've traded away um, a lot of players in, in some of the deals that they've made to get to where they are. But, you know, Forrest Whitley, the right-handed pitcher they took in the first round a few years ago out of a, a high school in San Antonio, is dominating in the Arizona Fall League. It was sort of a lost season for him in 2018. He, he had a 50-game suspension at the beginning of the year, had an injury at the end of the year. So he's down there to get innings. But he's going to be in big league camp, and I think he'll definitely be pushing for a spot in that rotation. He's six foot seven with an electric fastball. And if he's not in the rotation on opening day, I think it's not far behind. You know, J.B. Buskowskis, another first-round pick, is also pitching very well in uh, Arizona Fall League. I, you know, I think he'll probably be at AAA Round Rock to start the year. You know, I mentioned Kyle Tucker a while ago. Their top prospect as far as position players came up, did not show a whole lot in his major league debut, had a chance to win that left field job, couldn't do it. But he's only 21 years old, so he'll be back in big league camp with, with a shot to win that spot again. And, um, you know, he, he put up uh, monster numbers in AAA, and, you know, can that translate to the big leagues? We will see. And there's other guys behind him too. You know, Jordan Alvarez, a, a big slugging first baseman as well, is, is not far away. So, they still have talent coming, but, um, you know, it's it's a hard lineup to crack when you have Guriel and Altuve and Cray and Bregman on the infield and, you know, Springer and, and Reddick aren't going anywhere for the next couple of years. So um, the Astros have a lot of talent, but, um, you know, it's it's tough for those young position players to get up and crack that lineup. But, you know, for the Astros, you know, they, uh, they've done a great job drafting and developing and they, they keep that pipeline coming. No question about it. Certainly a tough end to the season for the Astros, but they'll be right back in contention next year, no question. Brian McTaggart, thanks so much for the time, my friend. We appreciate it. All right, thanks. Thank you. Absolutely. Brian McTaggart joining us here on MLB Extra.